flow again. If you will, let's turn to Genesis chapter 40. I put the dates for the uh, conference there in Sellersburg, Indiana. I'll be Lord willing up there preaching in that, and Brother Obi Williams will be here to bring the gospel to you, uh, Lord sees fit. And so pray for him as you're able. And uh, that, and then if anybody wants to go, uh, I'll give you all the information. They got cheap hotels out there. And Fred was apologizing how expensive the motels were. I said, well, I can give you anything. <laughs> it's a quarter of the price here. But uh, I was thinking, our pastor mentioned this morning, a three-day conference is awful short. Uh, that all started in the 50s when Brother Henry had read a thing about, there weren't no conferences in this nation. He'd read about Spurgeon. They'd just have a, somebody preach five days a week. They'd just start up in the middle of summer like, hey, let's just get a bunch of people and we'll, we'll preach. And whoever wants to come can come. And uh, they said this morning, said, we ought to go back to a five-day conference. <laughs> That'd take a lot of effort, wouldn't it? Well, you'd have to call off. What if I only got one week off a year? What? Well, motels are $200 a night. Well, save. <laughs> Get you a checking account. You'd be all right. Cut out them lattes or something. It's worth it. Yeah, if anybody wants information for that conference in, in Sellersburg, I'll be glad to glad to give it to you. Thought my message is butlers and bakers. Butlers and bakers. We Many may know this story. It's maybe a well-known story to... A lot of people, but I want to jump to the point of this passage. Both these people are going to have dreams. Joseph's going to interpret them while they're in prison. One of them's going to live, one of them's going to die at the end of it. The point of this passage, there's two ways that mankind approaches the triune God. That's it. Well, no, there's a lot of ways, Kevin. No, they ain't. There's two ways. Either on their own merits, I did something, I thought something, I said something, I committed to something, I signed something, I, 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 or on the complete merit and person and work of another. You either come in yourself or you come in the Lord Jesus Christ to the Holy God. That's it. Either standing on some confidence you have in you or, or somebody else, whatever, an event in life, some other time, or a person. God, our salvation. All of mankind was and is in the service of our king. Throughout time and right now, there's nobody that walks this earth that's not in servitude to the Almighty God. They may not know it yet, but they're serving his purpose. And because of our great offense to that king, all of mankind is imprisoned because of it. That's what we're going to see. Look here in verse 1. Genesis 40, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things, after Joseph was put into prison, that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. The butler and the baker, they both offended the king. And Pharaoh, the king, he was wroth against the two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in ward, in the house of the captain of the guard, into prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a season in ward. There are two prisoners, and they're both under the charge of Joseph, but this is a picture of the whole human race. By our nature, by the Feminine noun, sin that we are, we come into this world. We're under bondage to this world. 
We're under bondage. We're in prison to sin, to, to our flesh, our, our personal desires. And we're all the servants of the Most High, whether he's revealed that to us or not. All serve and are under the rule of the sovereign God, and it's all to his praise. It's if there's evil in the city, has not I done it? It's to his praise, isn't it? We are in this bondage, in this body of death, because we've offended the Lord. We did in Adam. We did in us. We do every day, don't we? And I'm thankful we don't know what the butler and the baker did. If they said they did this crime, which, well, I've never done that. I'm good. That's good. What the Lord doesn't say is a blessing sometimes, isn't it? We're all guilty. Oh, that's what the scripture says, isn't it? There's none that doeth good. No. No. Nobody's good. Well, now, Grandma, no. None. There's none that understand. Well, I know somebody that's wise. They don't understand God. They didn't figure him out. It says Joseph served them. They were there. They were under his charge. They're in prison. But it says Joseph served them. How? By having charge over them, by providing for them. All of Adam's race serves the Lord, either knowingly or unknowingly, and the Lord serves and provides and hedges all of creation physically. He does all providing. He said, Matthew 5, he said, For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain to the just and the unjust. The Lord provides for those that hate him. They actively, they're walking the streets right now holding signs, cursing God, making a mockery of of, of his covenant rainbow and all this other nonsense throughout this world and his creation. They're saying, no, God. And he said, you know what? Here's some broccoli. I'll feed you. You want air to breathe? He provides for it all, doesn't he? Joseph's in prison because of the evil of another. He was innocent. He didn't commit the crime. And then he fight and kick and scratch, say, you ain't taking me. He quietly went, didn't he? The Lord Jesus Christ came to this prison of this earth and he was bound inside of an earthly body and he was bound to that law he was born under and he was bound to a physical body born of a woman and he did all that to provide for all of his chosen people, all the physical and spiritual needs of them all. And eventually he was bound to a cross with nails, wasn't he? Making reconciliation for a people that offended the king, that offended the God. It says in Philippians 2, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God because he is God. But he made of himself no reputation and he took of him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Just as Joseph went down in that prison quietly yep, and, and served and, and led and ruled everything, our Lord came, made of a woman, came in here, became a servant and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. All of mankind has offended the king, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, and we're in bondage. And the very one that is placed over us to have charge over us is the Lord Jesus Christ, the God-man. He rules and reigns all. Everybody has dreams. Everybody has ideas of right and wrong and what we think. And we have thoughts and we have opinions and we have daydreams and we have imaginations. We all do, don't we? So did these the butler and the baker. Look here in verse 5. And they dreamed. Genesis 40, verse 5. And they dreamed a dream, both of them. Each man his dream in one night. Each man according to the interpretation of his dream. The butler and the baker of the king of Egypt. 
which were bound in prison. Both of them the same night had a really big dream. And Joseph came unto them in the morning, next day, and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. Both of them were sad. One of them is going to have what's going to turn out to be a really good dream, <laughs> a good a good uh, story, a good good news, and the other one's going to have bad news. But at this point, both of them sad. Both of them sad. All men and women have the law of God written on their hearts. They, they understand there's a weight of wrongdoing to some extent. Their conscience is pricked, and their thoughts weigh on them. They do. They can deny there's no God. Well, well you're awful mad about it. <laughs> awful, awful angry against someone you say you don't believe in. And how, that, how does that manifest? When the Lord puts that just in natural man, and they go through this world, it comes out in sadness. Sometimes it comes out in anger. Sometimes it comes out in false joy, like they're on a drug or something. Don't oh, I'm happy. Everything's good. Living a lie. False refuge, isn't it? These emotions can be present because of these inward thoughts. All that stuff can be stirred up just in emotions and feelings. But a man, by searching, cannot find out God, can he? They can't. We may have a dream, but we can't figure that out. Sometimes we can read a text and we don't understand what it says, isn't it? That's what the scripture said. We read there in Job 11, it said, Canst thou by searching find out God? The Lord said, you read this book and you think in it you got life. You think there's do's and don'ts. But it testifies of me. It says, Canst thou find out the Almighty unto perfection? We can read some words. We can say, well, that statement means this. But you, you got a good handle on him? You understand all things? Here's the other thing to learn in this. Well, they were sad. Most people are sad in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And most people are looking to something to make them happy. Well, my job will make me happy. Well, if I can make a trip, that'll make me happy. If I can live there, it'll make me happy. If I can have this experience, that'll make me happy. And so we're sad until we think those things are going to fulfill. Solomon went through that, didn't he? He tried a lot of different things. So that's for believers and unbelievers. Believers get sad sometimes. We do. Just like a unbeliever, there's no difference. The child of God has reason to be happy. That's the difference. <laughs> that man ought to be sad. Child of God ought to be happy. We do get sad. Why come? Why do we get sad? Because we don't understand what's going on around us. We don't understand our thoughts. We don't understand our own minds. Our hearts are weak. Who can know it? We don't understand our own hearts half the time. And that makes us sad. We won't understand things. We're just like little children. Why? Why? I want to know things, don't you? That makes me sad when I don't know it. The only peace we'll ever find, happiness, make us not sad. The only way that the truth of what we are, of who God is, and how we can approach the holy God we have offended is if God's pleased to reveal it to us. That's the only way. That offends a lot of people. Uh, uh, salvation, this gospel of a, a Vital union with Christ, it comes by revelation only. You can't get you a stack of books and listen to 75 messages a week and get it. He has to reveal it. He does. You can walk around sad until that happens. Look here in verse 7. And he, speaking of Joseph, he asked Potiphar's officers, that's the butler and the baker, both of them, both of them sad, that <clears throat> wherewith him were in the ward of the Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? He walked in, their pouty faces, and he said, what's wrong with you? Why are you sad? Why you look so sad today? Joseph's a picture of Christ throughout this whole 
chapter, and I just I thought for that butler at least, not for the baker, but for the butler, I thought of those two on the road to Emmaus. They were sad, weren't they? Believers used of God to preach, and they were walking. They were sad, and he come up to him and said, "What manner of communication are these that you have one another? And why you walk? Why are you sad? Why are you sad?" Joseph come to him and said, "Why are you sad?" Everyone's sad, but some. A certain people, a peculiar people, they're made to be brought so low that the gospel's revealed to them. Their, their, their sin, their shame, and that weight and their strength is just clean gone. And it's so sad that the Lord speaks good news to them. This is why you say it. Tell me. He's the interpreter. He's about to reveal some things to him. Look here in verse 8. And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there's no interpreter of it. I can't figure it out. He can't figure it out. Nobody else can. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? There's some secret things that people don't know about. God knows. God knows. Interpretation of dreams, that's his business. Deuteronomy 29 says, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. All those mysterious things, the things we don't, I don't know, the Lord knows. And go on. How does an electron stay in orbit around a, a nucleus on a cellular level of one of the billions inside your body? The Lord knows. He does it. It's his business, isn't it? The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever. We don't know yet. We're sad. He's about to re reveal something. He's going to teach them something. Teach us something. And then once it's taught... He's an effective teacher. If, he's going to, if it pleases him to teach the lesson, it's going to be taught. We're going to, we're going to get it. Anyway. Only God can interpret. Only he can reveal. Only his word will stand. It doesn't matter what our opinions are and what grandma and grandpa think. Well, now somebody else always told me that. It matters what the Lord declares. It matters what he says. We compare scripture with scripture, don't we? That's what, and the Lord's playing like that. Well, I just think those preachers, they, they, they say a whole lot of good things, and that's close enough, you know. They say horseshoes and hand grenades. He said, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. How much poison's okay for you to drink? Well, it's just a little poison. How much leaven leaveneth the whole lump? One molecule of leaven. One yeast molecule, isn't it? I'll save them other things for another day. but Because he declares all things, because the Lord's a source of all things, he knows all things, and he truly sees things as they are. He's the only interpreter. He's the only authority, the potentate. Who's qualified to interpret providence? Are we, I know a lot of people that tell you everything they think, won't they? Right now, in this state, there's people standing up saying, well, this Joe Biden means this, and that means that, and the Constitution doing this. They qualified to interpret God's providence? The God of providence is qualified to interpret God's providence. Who's qualified to interpret the law? Well, the law says this. We got a good handle on it? The lawgiver can interpret it, can't he? Rahab lied to government officials, and the Lord said, look at that act of faith. Legalists do backflips on that cast, won't they? They don't understand it. Hosea, you're not allowed to marry a woman of ill repute. What's he do? Goes marries a harlot. Why? That's us. Well, no, that's just, no, no, that's wrong. What our Lord do? 
he healed on the Sabbath. You think the God of the Sabbath knows what's allowed on the Sabbath? <laughs> we, we don't know what kind of, you want to keep a law? You don't know what you're getting into. You read it? That's what Paul asked, wasn't it? You read that thing? You don't know what it means. And you got to agree with all of it. <laughs> That's the last one. Again, picturing Christ here at the end of verse 8. It says, And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me, I pray you. Tell me. It's our Lord speaking, isn't he? He said that in Matthew, fulfilling all scriptures. He says, Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. You sad? You troubled? Tell me. Tell me. Come to my throne of grace. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Tell me. Tell him, not me. We don't, we're, believe, you, you can't know to pray for somebody unless you, you know what to pray for. But we don't, there's a difference between that and spreading rumors and gossiping, isn't there? And we don't, we don't confess like our sins one to another. And here's what I did today, and I did this at lunch, and I did no. But we'll say what we are, and we say our weaknesses and our what we struggle with, don't we? Lord's people understand that. But here Joseph said, You tell me. You tell the Lord, isn't it? In verse 9, these are the dreams. They're going to tell him. These are the dreams of the butler and the baker. And they're going to seem kind of similar, but they're vastly different. They're vastly different. Both men had a dream, didn't they? Both men approached the king in their dream. Both men bring something to the king. And according to what they brought is what determines if they were received by the king or they perished. That's kind of the same framework, isn't it? Kind of the same structure. This is life and death. Well, this is a story about some guys having dreams and one of them getting promoted one of them. No, this is eternal life and death. It's important. I try to tell them. Who's believed our report, huh? Look verse 9. The chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said unto him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me. And in the vine were three branches. And it was as though it budded. And her blossoms shot forth, and clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. And I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup. I crushed them. And I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. What did this butler, this servant, a butler's a servant, you know that? A baker creates things. I made a nice dish today. This is my creation. There's a lot of creators in this in our vernacular of our generation. They have followers. Y'all playing with dangerous games, buddy, I'll tell you that. A, a baker creates something, they make something. What's a butler do? Cleans up, just serves. That's it. This butler, this servant, what did he dream? What did he see? He saw a vine. He saw branches. He saw the vine and the branches shooting forth life. And there was fruit. He saw ripe grapes. And he saw the king's cup. Whose cup? Was it his cup? No, it's the king's cup. I have Pharaoh's cup. What was the only thing the butler did in this whole thing? His only responsibility in this whole thing, he crushed grapes. He pressed them into the king's cup, didn't he? And the servant, the butler, he approaches the king with the king's cup, with the king's wine of the grapes, from the king's branches, from the king's vine. And he says, all I did was the breaking. Here, it's yours. It's my fault. Verse 12. And Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation of it. 
See if you catch this. The three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto thy place. And shalt, thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup unto his hand after the former manner when thou wast his butler. Joseph gave a short interpretation here, didn't he? Boy, there's so much meant by this text. That's, that's heavy. There's a lot there. He spoke about three days. He spoke about a head being lifted up, being exalted, about being restored to a place, a place that was prepared, you know, restored to a place, and the butler being reconciled back to acceptance with the king because he brought wine. So did everybody get all that? You got a good handle on every angle of that diamond? I thought of that Ethiopian eunuch. These guys are sitting here listening to this, ain't they? This baker and the both of them's listening. Philip ran to that chariot, and he heard that eunuch reading the prophet Isaiah. And he said, you understand what you just read? And he said, how can I accept some man should guide me? Somebody's going to have to be sent of God to tell me what this means. You can't figure it out by yourself. That's why they're sad, remember? Did Philip give his opinions to that Ethiopian eunuch? No. Did Philip give a eunuch a five-step process on how to apply this and understand what you're reading? No. Did, did Philip brush off the weight of this? Did he, did he brush off that sadness? And he just said, keep up a positive attitude. No, he didn't. What did Philip do? He opened his mouth and began at the same scripture. He took the word and he preached unto him Jesus. That's what he did. Is this a story about a baker and somebody ends up back in their old job? No, no. This is a story about the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the vine, we're the branches. Amen. If we, if we had just decades to sit here and look at this one verse, there's three branches. In that vine's the Father, the Son, the Holy, Holy Ghost. <laughs> the triune Godhead in a body manifested in it. But he, that's us too. He says we're the branches. He's the vine, we're the branches, the fruit, the grapes. It all comes from Christ the vine, from the root of Jesse. And all that, what's up in grapes? It's concerning his blood. That's the blood of the fruit, the blood of the grape, isn't it? Look up verse 11. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. What a gospel message that is. What would we do? We crush the grapes. That's what our hand did. As we read in Acts 2, Him, the Lord Jesus Christ, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken. He's preaching to some people the Lord's about to save because God prayed for them on that cross. He said, Lord, forgive them. They don't, they don't know what to do. When's that going to take place in Acts 2? Peter preaches to them. And they say, that's us. Ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Did the Lord tread that wine press alone? He sure did. Why? Because of my wicked hands. My fault. That's why his blood was shed. That's why. And that's the only thing the Lord we've offended is going to accept. If we come to the Father only with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, I didn't do anything. All I did is cause trouble. I'm the problem. Everything else is yours. You've provided the lamb. You've had the, the branch and the vines and the fruit and everything. It's your cup. We come to him in nothing but the blood of Christ. There's full restoration. 
There's no condemnation. There's nothing but atonement, at-one-ment. We're reconciled to the God we offended. We can be in the presence eternally of the very King of Kings, the Lord of hosts. If we come only to this holy God who's angry with the wicked every day, there's bumper stickers all over, God's love, he just wants everybody to be saved. That's not what the word says. That's a lie. That's a refuge of life. It's that God's angry with the wicked every day. We come to him and nothing but the blood of his son, you'll be accepted eternally. In my hand, no price I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. And I wrote next to it, and it's a different song. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Two different, we'll sing a medley, won't we? A heart just goes one to another, because it's true. Verse 14. Joseph says to him, But think on me when it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews. There also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. He said, whenever all this good things come to place, you remember me. We'll see how that works too at the end. But here's another dream. Here's the baker. We saw the butler, the servant. Here's the baker, the creator, the one that makes stuff. Verse 16. When the chief baker saw the interpretation was good. So I heard this. That sounds like good news. I think that nobody's telling me I'm wrong. No one's telling me that what I do is bad and I ain't worth nothing. I'm just hearing good news stories over here. I might show up. That looks like a happy people. Whenever he saw that, that it was good, he said unto Joseph, I, was, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head. Three white baskets. Do you have marginal reference in your Bible? You know what white baskets are? Full of holes. Full of holes. Baskets full of holes. That's very appropriate, isn't it? By nature, we see ourselves having a triple crown. This, this generation, like many others, worried to death about, oh, this is a sign of the times, the end times, and all this junk, and they don't even know what you're talking about. 666, it's a mark of the beast, isn't it? You know what that is? That's man making themselves, the number six is man, making themselves prophet. I'll, I'll, I'll search this Bible. I don't even know preacher. I can do it myself. I know what that means. Prophet, the priest. I'll go. I'll talk to God and all sorts of things. And king. Prophet, priest. That's, that's the Lord. He's our prophet. He's our priest. He's our king. What's this guy have? I have three baskets. And they're full of holes. <laughs> full of holes. Aren't they? And the uppermost basket. Verse 17. There was all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh. Who baked them? The baker did. I made that. I got this nice triple crown on top of my head. I filled it full of the best meats. I could have filet mignon, wrapped in bacon. Lovely. Marinated too, isn't it? This is for Pharaoh. I'm going to bring the best I got to God. And the birds did eat them out of the basket on my head. Ravens, meat eaters, come down and ate it. Not doves. Meat eaters did, didn't they? Who baked the meat? The baker did. He said, that's my meat. I'm the baker. I wonder if Joseph had heard from his grandpa that story of whenever he got the blessing. He went to his dad. Isaac was there. and Jacob came in, said he was Esau. And he said, taste of my venison. Taste of my meat. And he said, how did you get that meat so quickly? What did he say? Well, I, I baked it, and I got a convection oven. And No. 
He said, the Lord thy God brought it to me. If a believer, if you're, if you're a baker, it's okay. <laughs> the Lord did that, didn't he? That's who gets the glory. That's who gets the credit. The meat-eating birds devoured it. And this baker, he came to the king with what he had done, with broken cisterns, and baskets with holes in it, and the ravens ate it. What's the outcome of approaching the king with your own works? I did something good for God. What's the outcome? Look at verse 18. Joseph answered and said, this is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee. He's going to cut your head off. And shall hang on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off of thee. I wonder what went through that baker's mind. Anger. Don't you dare say something like that to me. Disbelief. No, it couldn't be. Couldn't be. Maybe it's something else. No, it couldn't be. Trying to justify everything. Maybe ignoring it. Don't pay no attention to that Joseph. He don't know nothing. Go on about your day. Whatever it was, it wasn't begging for mercy. It wasn't falling down on their faces and, and crying out for a mediator between man and God, was it? They just let it go. He thought it was okay. <clears throat> That's what the Lord said in Matthew 7. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. What's that? He said, believe on the Son that he sent. Believe him. Look to him alone. Believe on him alone. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and we've cast out devils in thy name and done many wonderful works? That's three things, isn't it? That's three baskets. It's all full of holes. I did, I did, I did, I did. And then while professing to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Go your own way. Well, what's to come all this? Verse 20. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday. And he made a feast unto all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants. And he restored the chief butler unto the butlership again. And he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. What's the difference? What was the difference in this? I'll tell you what start, how it all starts. The beginning, you missed the beginning. You missed all of it, didn't you? That butler came and he said, Behold the vine. Christ said, I'm the vine. He's the branch. Look to him. And the other one came, the baker, and said, I have. I have. I figured it out. I sorted. I did. I prayed. I. Big difference. That's only two ways people come to a holy God. Either on what they did or the merits of another. In Christ, there's life. There's restoration, reconciliation. <laughs> that's what. That's the place he went to prepare. Standing alone is nothing but death, is it? That's beautiful, isn't it? That's a beautiful story. I love it. And I don't want to forget it. Will you forget? Joseph told that butler, and he said, whenever you get up there, all this good stuff happens, you remember me. Not when you say it. It's easy to cry at the end. Of that. On them good days, you remember me. How's it end? We'll look at this next week. But yet, verse 23, yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forget him. We're forgetful, ain't we? We're prone to wonder. Aren't we? 
He's faithful. And he says, I know the thoughts I've had towards you. Gabe said that about the sand the other day. We counted to the thousands. We went down to the beach the next day. And I said, that's a lot of sand. <laughs> Kids asked, did you really count to a thousand? He said, oh, yeah. Lord, that's the thoughts I have towards you. He don't forget, does he? He's faithful. I'm thankful for that. Let's pray together. Father, keep us from looking to ourselves and our dreams and our opinions. Set us on Christ the rock, our Savior, our kinsman, Redeemer. What a majestic salvation you have, Lord. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for coming to us prisoners, setting us free. What a day it'll be when we see our Lord face to face. Thank you for this day, Lord. Bless your word as you see fit and make us kind and gracious towards one another and make us remember Christ. Don't let us forget. Bring us into remembrance of him early, right early. Forgive us for what we are. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen.